eating and uh, woodworking and uh, redecorating and game show channels and cartoon channels and movie channels. There's channels for just about anything you want a channel to be for, right? And how did that happen? Well, the title of tonight's message is Channel Surfing. <laughs> you see, in this new year, God is going to, he's exhorting us tonight to make a decision to stop channel surfing through life, through the ideas and opinions of man, and to program our remote to be locked in to his channel for our lives. Because what he has to say to you is so much better than what those almost 7,000 channels have to say. So much better. And if we're going to get the most out of this new year, we've got to renew our mind. I like new years because we're new creations. And we have a new covenant that's been ratified with new blood. And we're new creatures with new spirits and new hearts. And we've got new strength and new life and new wisdom and new provision from Almighty God. So I want to encourage you tonight not to bring any old baggage into the new year. Before we left for vacation, we had a purging party in our house. Man, it was fun. Bags and bags of stuff that we were able to get rid of. And it just feels good when you do that. Well, tonight, as we're going through the Word, I want you to look in your closets up here. Check under the bed. Look behind the dresser, behind the refrigerator, and see if there, are, there aren't some thoughts in there that shouldn't be there or that have been lingering around, lingering around for far too long that need to be purged. And the more you do that, the, more, the, the better you get at it. And you'll start to notice thoughts that are even mildly ungodly. Just a little contrary to the heart of God. And you want those to go too. Amen. So channel surfing. So how did all these channels come to be? Well, what is a channel? You ever look up the word channel? I like this definition of the word channel. A channel is a band of frequencies designed to broadcast a specific message. A band of frequencies that's used or designed to broadcast a specific message. Another, another definition of channel is a medium for communication or a medium, a means of uh, passing information. And as students of the Bible... As disciples of Christ, when we look in God's holy word, we find answers to things that man doesn't know. And we find that man was created to live on God's channel, on God's frequency of life every day. That's how man was designed. Man was designed to receive the message of God's heart and to broadcast it. That's how we were made. To receive the message of God and broadcast the message and the glory of God. That's how we were made. Now, when man chose to sin, that connection was broken. 
just like the cable outside of Pop Pop's house. But it was underground, he couldn't see it. But when it was exposed, it was clear that the signal wasn't going through. When Adam chose to sin, the connection between man's heart and God's heart was broken. And that glorious message of love, life, and liberty that was continually broadcasting from the heart of God, man could no longer receive it and could no longer broadcast it. However, even though man in his fallen state with all his components warped by sin, there still remained in every man the desire to receive and broadcast information. And that desire has led us through the ages, through the Middle Ages and and the Renaissance and uh, the Discovery Age and the Industrial Age into the Information Age, where we are now, which is why we're inundated and flooded with so much information. We're made to receive and broadcast it. That's why there's so many channels. It's inside of us. And man is trying to fill a void that happened thousands of years ago in the garden. Now, when this happened, when this connection was broken, the heart of God was grieved. Not because man sinned, but because God wanted to be one, wanted his heart to be forever connected with man's heart. He didn't get mad like this. He got mad with open arms because he he didn't want to be separated from us. He didn't want to be disconnected. So God decided to set up a network on earth. We'll call it the faith network. Do you know who the founder of the faith network is? Abraham. Yeah, He's the father of the faith. Why is Abraham, you'll see that in Genesis chapter 12, why is Abraham the founder of the faith network? Let's pray, then we'll answer that question. Father, we're determined this year to no longer channel channel surf through the ideas and opinions of man, but to look to you and you alone for answers. We're programming our remotes tonight to be locked in permanently to your channel, that we could receive the message of your heart and broadcast your glory in our lives. We open our hearts tonight to you, Holy Spirit. Fix what needs to be fixed. Change what needs to be changed. Mold and shape what needs to be molded and shaped. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So God sees this major disconnect between him and his man. And he decides to set up a faith network in the earth so that man can reconnect to God. And he calls a man named Abram, who becomes Abraham, to be the founder of this network. And what was it that God called Abraham to do? What? Go ahead. Leave home. What else? Many father men. Listen closely. This is what God called Abraham to do. Believe 
his word. Period. To receive the uncontaminated message from the heart of God, internalize it, and act on it. That was the calling of God for Abraham's life. That word was to become a father of many nations. And it tells us in Romans chapter 4, verse 20, that with respect to the promise of God, Abraham did not waver in unbelief. He considered his own body as good as dead, the deadness of his wife's womb, the impossibilities of what God had said, but he did not waver in unbelief. It says he grew strong in faith by giving glory to God, not by consulting physicians or spiritists or, or rulers or heads of state, but by focusing on the message from the heart of God and not allowing any, any interference to affect that signal. And you see, when you choose to receive the uncontaminated, pure and incorruptible word of God into your heart and you begin to act on it in the midst of contrary circumstances, your heart becomes connected with God's heart. And the life of God begins to flow through you. But it's got to be the uncontaminated, the pure, the holy word of God. You can't add your own opinion to it. You can't uh, have the word of God and a theologian's point of view with it or a denomination's point of view with it. And that's why Abraham is the father of our faith, the founder of the faith network, because he let God's word be God's word. He didn't try and add anything to it or take anything away from it. And we see that same attitude in a teenage couple, Joseph and Mary. Where God spoke a word to Mary that simply was not possible. That you're going to be with child. She had never been, she was a virgin. That can't happen. Don't you watch TV? Right? But she said, nevertheless, because you've spoken it, because you've brought me the message from the heart of God, be it done unto me according to your word. And that's the faith that brings us into the glory of God in 2011. So take some inventory. Have you received the pure, uncontaminated word of God in your life in every area for every issue and every situation? Or do you have the word of God mixed in with your own feelings or opinions and, and mom and dad's feelings and opinions and uncle so-and-so or um, pastor or bishop so-and-so? Got to be pure. 
So God sets up a network of faith and Abraham becomes the founder of it. And then God realizes he's got to expand this network. So he sends some technicians into the earth. We call them prophets. And the job of these technicians was also to make sure that the message that God was broadcasting was received on the earth. That there were no breakdowns in communication. So the technician's, prophet's role was to receive the message from God's heart and to broadcast that to the people so that they could be connected to the heart of God. But there was a problem. Man's circuit board was fried with sin. Right? His components were faulty now. And he had a very difficult time receiving the message of God because the message of God is far beyond this world. It's far beyond the limitations of this world. And if you haven't renewed your mind, you won't be able to walk where God's called you to walk because the reason of man can't go there. Because God is going to speak things into your life that are not possible by any other way but by believing his word. Because he's called us to walk with him. The Israelites had a hard time with this. You think, how could that be? After seeing miracle upon miracle, deliverance upon deliverance, provision upon provision, right? They left Egypt wealthy, overflowing with gold and jewels, not one feeble one among them, exceedingly healthy and exceedingly wealthy. And God took them through uh, trial after trial victoriously. But their circuitry was, was faulty. So whether you're talking about the major technicians or the minor technicians throughout the Old Testament, whether you're talking about Moses or, or Isaiah or Jeremiah or Micah, man had a hard time grabbing a hold of the message that God was broadcasting and staying connected to him. So God sent the last technician, capital T. He had the same job, but he was much better at it. And the job of this last technician, this last great prophet, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was to receive the message from the Father and broadcast it to man. But this technician was different. He did it in high definition. <laughs> LED backlit, the whole thing. You can say he was the high definition technician. He broadcasts this message from God perfectly without any interference. In fact, the words that came from this technician's mouth were spoken just as the Father spoke them, without any variance. I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. With God, all things are possible. To him who believes, everything is possible. And all things you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. That's out of this world. See, he's connecting to the heart of God. The heart of God is not down here. It's not, it's not underneath man's ideas. Far above them. See, see God's far greater than, than, than the brightest man has ever imagined. 
So he's got this faith network now that's been expanding for thousands of years and the last technician comes on the scene and he begins to broadcast the perfect message of God. And not only did he broadcast this message in, in crystal clear high definition, but he taught that if you would put your faith in him, he would install in you a brand new circuit board. New components. So you too could receive the message from the Father's heart in the same way he was receiving it. High definition. Not only would you receive a, a new circuit board installed by the great technician, but the great technician himself would take up residence in you. better than Fios, huh? Come on. Hallelujah. So what channel are you on? Now, a word of warning. When I was a kid, I don't know if they have them anymore, but they used to put on a, a this is a warning of the national broadcasting system. Or this is a test, I forget what it was. Anyway, but this is a warning. God's not the only one broadcasting. In this world we're living in, God's not the only one broadcasting. You need to know that. God's not behind every supernatural occurrence. You need to know that. God's not behind every spectacular event. God's not the only one broadcasting. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it tells us that while we're living in this world, we're in the midst of a warfare. Not with tanks and bombs or between flesh and blood, but between ideas and thoughts that are being shot through the air. Frequencies of darkness that are being shot through the air. Trying to exalt themselves against God's frequency trying to, to block your transmission to keep you from receiving the things that God has for you. Let's open up the manual, the high-definition manual, to Romans chapter 12. It's a new year. In this new year, we're not going to channel surf through the ideas of man. We're programming our remotes to be locked into the channel of God for our lives. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says what I just said a little clearer. It says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not look for solutions in the same place the world looks for them. Do not accept the same word that the world accepts, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect, the will of God. Let me read you a couple, a few translations actually out of that. Um, Amplified. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, this information age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, 
but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. The New Century Version says it this way, do not change yourselves to be like the people of this world, but be changed within by a new way of thinking. Then you will be able to decide what God wants for you. Can I help you a little bit? I don't think I've ever watched episodes of them, but sometimes during a game or something, or we'll catch a couple clips of, of some popular shows. I don't even know if they're on the air anymore. Is, is ER still on the air? No? Friends? That's, I don't know. Uh, Seinfeld? Uh, CSI, I'm just going to mess with you a little bit. You cannot fulfill God's destiny for your life with a steady diet of those things. Can't be done. Doesn't mean God doesn't love you and you won't go to heaven. But you cannot receive the message that God is broadcasting to you, the fullness of it, by filling your mind with those things. Can't do it. I mean, I can just tell that by the 30-second promo for the next show. There's nothing in that I want to see. I don't care how creative, how funny the people are, how good the script is, how well it's produced. There's the, the, the message of God, the destiny message he wants to get to me. I don't want any interference in there. So when you're watching a show and, and the attractive, talented, uh, well-produced characters of that show are promoting ungodly ideals, kind of slyly or indirectly, that's affecting your, your transmission. That's affecting your ability to receive God's heart and to live the way he wants you to live. Then you'll be able to decide what God wants. So we might have to turn off the TV a little while, huh? We've trained our children, really what we watch, well, we usually watch sporting events. But even then, if we're there, or, or we've trained our children to have your hand on the clicker. And you've got the button, you know, that goes back to the station before. So we'll go to like Channel 2, public television, or, the sh or some network that's relatively harmless as far as content, which is hard to find. But anyway, that we know we're not going to flip there and see something ungodly. So we'll set it to that channel. And then we've trained our children, and they're very good at it. Watching, we're watching a game, and all of a sudden a commercial comes on. The music's kind of uh, suggestive, or the image, and right away, back to PBS. <laughs> or, or the shopping channel. Right away, we don't even watch a commercial. We don't watch halftime of the Super Bowl. I look into it before the Super Bowl. What's going to be on? I'm not interested in costume malfunctions. That's from the olden days. You might not remember that one. See, I, I, don't, I don't want any interference between God's heart and mine. Not interested. Then you'll know and be able to decide what God's want. See, we need a clear mind to decide God's will. We need a mind that's been washed with his heart and his word. Then you'll know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. The message says it this way. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. 
Instead, fix your attention on God. So we see a generation deciding what's right and wrong if it's on TV. Instead, rather than doing that, fix your attention, program your remote on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you. That's the message translation. The New Living Translation says it this way. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. So God's not the only one broadcasting. There's a lot of networks out there. Have you ever subscribed to the Unbelief Network? There are certain channels on Pop-Pop's TV. We read the description. Oh, yeah, let's watch that. We click it. And it says, you are not subscribed to this channel. To subscribe, click this, right? Well, the Unbelief Network is a popular network. Lots of channels, like the Unbelief Channel. Have you ever been on the Unbelief Channel? That's a channel on a network, unfortunately, we've all subscribed to at one point in our lives, and I want to exhort you tonight to cancel your subscription. <laughs> see, on the, un, on the Unbelief Network, you'll see things like the Unbelief Channel, and it's programming that's designed to move you away from God's Word. To get you to put your trust in something else. To get you to doubt what God has said to you. To get you to look at your circumstances. To get you to focus on your circumstances. On the impossibility of your circumstances. That's the kind of programming you'll find on the Unbelief Channel. And you'll see commercials like this. The guy comes home from work. You know, his ties loose, he leans over the counter, puts down his breed crepes, and the, 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 the voice will say, do you find that you're tired after work? <laughs> the next shot, the man's in bed, and the alarm goes off, and he uh, hits the alarm. Do you find when your alarm goes off, you want to stay in bed? You're not alone. Research shows that one out of every five men over the age of 50 experience the same thing. <laughs> That's why there's Menator. <laughs> and a new drug comes up. And some nice music starts playing. And the packaging is beautifully graphically designed, you know. Menator. That's why there's Menator. The side effects are heart attack, uh, liver damage, excessive bleeding, uh, uh, loss of, of uh, sexual desire, fertility. Um, and it goes, you know, they say that real fast. And then the guy's riding his bike, you know. <laughs> Ask your doctor if it's right for you. You can keep it. I'm telling you, if you will connect to the, the message of God, you won't need. Believe you me. God's full of life. You see? So, and that's a subtle thing. But what's it gets you to do? It gets you to start to wonder about, oh, maybe I have that. You know? It's, uh, it's uh, T-A-W, 
disorder. Tired after work. I didn't know I had that. So I go online and I start searching for it. Oh my goodness. It's everywhere. Everybody's got it. And now they know what causes it. It's a chemical imbalance. But this medication, if I take it, it doesn't cure it. It just treats it. And I have to take it the rest of my life with all the side effects that come with it. Oh, I didn't know it was so bad. See? And all of a sudden, I've gone down a rabbit trail that could waste years of my life instead of spending time with my maker and getting his message for my life. So cancel your subscription to the Unbelief Channel. Have you ever tuned into the Fear Channel? Woo, that's a good one. Popular channel. See, on the Fear Channel, they got all kinds of programming that will show you real-life examples of bad things that can happen to you. All around the world. Catastrophes and floods and fires and murders and rapes. Diseases, plagues. And it's coming your way. I remember we, uh, for the first year of our marriage, we lived in Europe, and I was there a year prior to that, so I, I was in, wasn't in the States for a couple years, and we didn't have any channels at all over there. And I remember coming back, and we, had our, we first came to Newport, and in our little apartment there on Broadway, we, we got a TV, and we connected the antenna. And we, I remember watching the news broadcast. I thought, listen to this. Everything's going to kill you. I mean, we would laugh at the latest thing that was going to kill you. Milk will kill you. Pasteurized milk will kill you. Unpasteurized milk. See, that's the kind of things you have on the Fear Channel. And they'll just show you image after image of, of what your future could be. And what are they doing? They're, they're creating in you an expectancy of the negative. See, that's what fear is. Fear is faith in the negative isn't it? It's expecting something bad to happen to me to the point where I begin changing the way I live. It's so different than God's message like in Psalm 23 or Psalm 121 or Psalm 91 where it says the Lord is your shade at your right hand, Psalm 121. The sun will not harm you by day. The moon will not harm you by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. You won't find that on the Fear Channel. They lose all their money, see? How about the Depression Channel? You ever been on that one? Woo! Yeah, too depressing, huh? Right, they got a cloud over your head. And on the Depression Channel, channel they'll tell you all the reasons why your life is the way it is. And all the reasons why it's not going to change. And they'll tell you you're born that way. And there's not a whole lot you can do about it, but they have support groups that you can become a part of, people you can call that will help you uh, solidify that concept of yourself. That's the depression channel. See? But we're canceling our subscription to the Unbelief Network tonight, and we're signing up for the Faith Network. Broadcast 24-7, signals as strong as ever. And on the Faith Network, you find channels like the Faith Channel. And you'll see programming like this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. 
Take courage, be confident, be certain, be undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I've deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. That's my channel. That's John chapter 16, verse 33, the amplified translation. That's the words of the great technician. You'll find programming like this on the faith channel. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. You'll find programs like this. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Have faith in God constantly. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear my much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. You'll find things like that on the faith channel. That was John 16, 33, Luke 1, 37, Luke 18, 27, Mark 9, 23, 11, 22 through 24, and John 15, 7 and 8. I like the joy channel. You ever been on that channel? You'll find programming like this. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. That's channel 1611, Psalms. And on channel 1 Peter 1, 7 through 8, you'll find this. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. If you, if you tune into Channel James 1-2, you'll find this. Count it all joy my brethren, when you encounter various trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, immovable steadfastness. Amen. On the Joy Channel, if you turn to channel 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, you'll find this. Rejoice evermore, all the time, constantly, continually, 24-7, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You'll find uh, Philippians 4, 4 through 9, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then, I, and then we'll, we'll end with the peace channel. Can't find this any, on any other network but God's. And you'll find programming like this, Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Here's one of my favorite programs, Psalm 119, 165. Great peace, untroubled, undisturbed, 
well-being have they who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. I tuned into this one a couple days ago. Psalm 4, verses 7 and 8. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increase. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. 2011, we've canceled our subscription to the Unbelief Network. We've subscribed to the Faith Network. We've programmed our remotes. We're locked into God's channel for our lives. And we're letting his message broadcast through us for his glory. 